0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Dollars and Change on
1: Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School.
2: Welcome back to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Nick Ashburn.
1: And I'm Sandy
2: Hunt. And we have a great next segment for you. We will be speaking with Allison Robinson, CEO of The Mom Project. Allison is the chief executive officer of The Mom Project, and after having her son Asher in 2015, she identified how universally challenging it can be for American mothers to juggle the demands of motherhood with a full-time career and decided to tackle the issue on a national scale. Sandy, that... That might sound familiar. This
1: resonates. This Hmm, resonates. There's
2: a lot of work to be done. It's also on my mind. So, Allison, welcome to Dollars and Change.
0: Thank you. Wonderful to be here.
2: Yeah, we're delighted to have you. Um, So let's start with a little bit more about your background and the story behind the Mom Project.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I am originally from the Midwest, um, from Cincinnati. And I spent about nine years at Procter & Gamble um, before I started the mom project. So I started there in enterprise sales, figuring out how we could grow the P&G share of shelf at big box retailers like Walmart, Target, Costco. And then for my last three years that I was at P&G, I had this really cool opportunity to lead um, a lot of our work for Pampers Innovation North America. So that meant spending a lot of time in home with moms, really understanding how dramatically consumer behavior was changing because hmm. of technology hmm. and was so inspired um, by by the mothers that I spoke with and what a just motivating factor becoming a mo- mom is. And I had my son um, while I was on maternity leave a lot role. And I came across a stat that about 40 percent of American women leave the workforce after having children. And, and
1: quick, uh, a quick clarification on that statistic. Is yeah. it immediately after or because I've heard different things about like years. returning? It's, it's what?
0: I believe it's within two years.
1: There you go. OK, so within two years, because I think that's an important wrinkle in this, you know, footnote. to It's this not statistic. just like
2: going out on maternity leave and not coming back.
1: Right. It's coming back and finding it unsustainable.
2: Yep.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. It doesn't always happen right away. Um, and I felt like, you know, that was really a problem we're solving. Um, so I left my job uh, to launch the mom project and have been working on it full time since the beginning of 2016. So we've been in market uh, just over three years. So before we jump
1: into what the Mom Project does, because it looks like you've got sort of four pillars of activity, what, what are you hoping to change? Is the goal keeping moms in the workplace? Is the goal giving moms what they want, whatever that might be? Is the goal healthier kids' moms? Like, what's the, the end game for your, the statistics you want to change?
0: Yeah, so our mission is to build a better workplace for women and mothers in the businesses they support. Um, You know, I think if we can retain more women in the workforce by finding opportunities that align with their personal and family priorities, like, that's sort of the paramount goal that, that we're tackling.
2: So it's interesting, Sandy, you know, the goal that um, Allison just described for the Mom Project uh-huh. is sort of, sim- I, th- I think there's a lot of similarities between the research we've done and what makes a good employer for women.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we, we launched a report last year called Four for Women, F-O-U-R, because there are four key dimensions that we found. And yeah. the, that work we really launched because we, we weren't finding a good answer to what are the metrics to measure within a company to determine if that company is a good employer for women. And we were seeing a lot of conversation around inputs. Is there a lactation suite? Well, you know, does that make a company a good employer for women? Yes, if. There's no cultural stigma about using it. Yes, if. The working moms Mm -hmm. return. Yes, if, if, if. And so we finally Mm -hmm. said, what are the outcomes that all these inputs would result in an improvement of? And we mm-hmm. read hundreds and hundreds of academic studies, and there's quite a significant evidence base around this stuff and you know so there is there's a right answer to what makes a company a good employer of women. but what academic research doesn't do is meet a field where it is, and mm-hmm. you know the the practitioners the industry needs all these activities because a lactation suite does matter if deployed correctly, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's sort of where organizations like like yours can come in so um. How do you build a better workplace? What does the Mom Project do to move the needle?
0: Yeah, so a lot of our work is is focused right now on connecting women with jobs that are meaningful um, and allowing them to stay engaged in the workforce. So whether that be helping a mom who's maybe been out of the workforce for mm-hmm. five, ten years get get. The first job back, um, which we know can be a really intimidating experience, or helping a mom who's maybe just had a child and can't sustain a 50-, 60-hour schedule, mm-hmm. find find work that's compatible. Um, that's really kind of the anchor of the business is, is getting women meaningful work. Um, and then now that we find ourselves embedded with these world-class companies, um, it's really exciting getting to share with them what we think um, will ultimately want women to stay and be successful and thriving um, both as parents and professionals. So whether that be taking a look at benefits um, or just more of kind of what you spoke to um, more of the fundamentals. Um, And and we try to share that back with employers because we, we believe that they're committed to, to really wanting to, create a better workplace environment for parents. Um, So we're excited to be on on that journey with them.
1: Have you seen an uptick in your consumer demand from um, companies in the wake of, let's say, the last four or five years of dialogue around women, pay gap, me too, you know, really getting it right for women in the workplace? Has that driven an increase in focus on this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've been floored at how many companies of all sizes have reached out wanting to partner with us um, and hire moms. So it's been, it's been really exciting. And certainly, I think it's something that a lot of people are very mindful of. And we often say we've seen the support for diversity, inclusion, and support for working families really migrate from being kind of just a a social topic to now a business imperative, um, and, and so this is something <laughs> that I'll is join you. <laughs> Clapping in the studio. Yeah, that even now CEOs are looking at um, and measuring themselves against. So it's been, you know, I feel like our timing's been been really
1: great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you caught a wave, an important one.
2: So I'm trying to wrap my own head around some of these things, given the work that we've done and the the work that you're doing. So. Um One of the things with four for women, I guess is the framework itself it's pay, health, health
1: representation, representation and, and satisfaction,
2: satisfaction. Yep. so and then there are metrics underneath that that mm-hmm. you know I could imagine the mom project sort of taking the report and saying, here's something that we believe um can move the needle and improve the lives of your you know mm-hmm. female employers mm-hmm. and likely your your male employees too mm-hmm. yeah um mm-hmm. but also thinking about like what keeps women in the workforce and, you know, invites them back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. That seems like something, I don't know if our, our research charter touches on that, but I'm, I'm just looking at some of the stats um, or the work that you've done, Allison, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, lack of affordable or lack of quality, affordable care mm-hmm. is, a, is something it seems like um, moms are have a real struggle balancing. So talk through some of those dynamics too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, we find that the high cost and the scarcity of high-quality child care is a major impediment uh, to moms being able to, to stay or get back in the workforce. Um, that's a challenge that many face. Um, I often say, you know, you can't look at child care in a one, two, three-year view. It's really got to be an investment. Um, because often the, the math won't break in your favor. Yeah, in your term.
1: I'm a big fan of uh, there's a, an author named Laura Vanderkam who does time management uh, studies, and she um, she talks about you know women don't talk about their grad school in you know you have to think about it like grad school it's an investment in your earning right. potential and your career versus just yeah. like a cash bleed. But there you know Absolutely. but there's but there's also yeah. there's a you know. A number of great grad schools, and you're right, like if there's the absence of affordable quality daycare, you know, the market needs to respond to that because that then becomes a very tough decision for those parents to go back to work if they don't feel like their kid is safe or if they're losing – an extraordinary amount of money because daycare is that much more expensive than the income.
2: Sandy, are you saying that as a prospective parent, I should not look at daycare as a bleed because that's how it feels yeah, <laughs> in a big way? it
1: certainly feels that way, but it's an investment in your career. And, yeah. and you know, it's one of the reasons and the many reasons we focus on, you know, helping to close the pay gap is because if someone stays home with the kids, it's often economically going to be the person who's making less in the partnership, because mm-hmm. the economics of that work out. That is typically the woman in this country and most places around the world. Um, and then the sort of reentry back into the workforce can be difficult. And there are statistics, I'm sure, Allison, you can tell us them. I don't know them offhand about the amount of, like, lifetime earnings that are lost if you're out of the workforce for two years, five years. And it's quite significant. This is not to say, put a giant stamp on this, as, one, as I do with all things parenthood, to each their own about your right. decision. I think we were talking about women who want to be able to make the decision to go back to work and the, and the logistical constraints that are challenging them. So what, Absolutely. what's the solution for, for childcare?
0: You know, it's, um, it's, it's a big topic. Um, you know, we work, we, um, we think about it a lot. Um, the,
1: same <laughs> Same
0: is, is a big, big, big challenge um, in terms of availability. It's been it's been fun in the startup space, um, seeing some of the other companies kind of tackling this. Um, we've recently partnered with Winnie as well as Urban Fitter. So, for example, we, we found that moms were, were struggling to be able to line up childcare mm-hmm. just to get to their interview. Yeah. So we offer yep. all moms interviewing through the Mom Project, free child care. Certainly, that's not kind of the a sustainable solution once they get, get work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we're we trying to bring together employers who are doing a great job to kind of sh- practically share best practices. Um, we realize the investment level looks really different depending on the size of the company, et cetera. But I think there's been a lot of great companies like Patagonia. Yeah. Dude, hard to beat shows, yeah the financial um roi yeah oh, oh, we had uh funny.
1: we had dean carter who i think is i forget his title head of hr or something like this from patagonia on the show i think a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and i remember
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know pay gap's not an issue women represented throughout the company is not an issue because they don't lose their talent they have on-site daycare they'll pay to cover a, a nanny or Um, family member to travel with you if you're still nursing so that the child can come and have cover, you know, it's, but it is, you hear about these things and you think, wow, those might be expensive programs. Are you modeling out any of this to say to companies like, Hey, you could, you could have this daycare too for this amount of money. Cause I think part of the barrier to entry is just, God, that sounds complex. Like we're not in the business of daycare. So if we're a manufacturing company or a whatever, what in the world would it look like for us to even be able to offer this benefit?
0: Yeah, yeah. And we're by no means the experts. Um, we see a lot of companies partners with some of the the larger child care providers, kinder care, um, et cetera, so they don't have to own mm-hmm. the day-to-day management. I believe Patagonia actually does the management of the facility themselves. I think that's um, right. And the quality is unparalleled. Um but, yeah, we, we, I mean, I think the role that we play is really educating employers on what a major obstacle this is for their female um, and caregiving workforce, um, and, and certainly to the extent that there's subsidies um, or benefits that they can provide to um, help alleviate that financial burden um, will, make, will make for a more loyal workforce.
2: You're listening to dollars and change on business radio powered by the Wharton school. And we're speaking with Allison Robinson, CEO of the mom project. And Allison, you know, we've, we talked a little bit about Patagonia and what they're doing. What other companies that are you working with that seem to get this and what are they starting to do to, to move the needle?
0: Yeah. So I think, um, for a lot of companies, the question is how, um, so, still very few companies from from the data I've seen offer on-site childcare. Um, if they do, um, it's often in partnership with one of these childcare providers. Um, so, I'm I'm by no means the expert on on kind of what alternative childcare. I mean, simplistically, sort of uh, making contributions to to child care um we see we've done a lot of research on this topic and have seen actually more important than on for the child care doesn't necessarily need to be on site but offering um a subsidy to help provide for that so um just helping chip away at the cost is is i think how a lot of employers are thinking about it
1: yeah and, and there are some unique things pen for example offered a um like a flex spending account where you can do some pre-tax mm-hmm. allocation to cover, exactly. I think it's called dependent care officially. And so that's an option to sort of help yes. assist. And and,
0: okay. Yeah. And a lot I've been seeing have been, um, offering backup childcare. care. Mm-hmm. Um, cause often that will mean that the mom or dad will have to take PTO. Um, so solving for that, um, and it's great for the business, too. Um, so it's exciting to see that the, these changes um, seem to be happening more and more frequently.
1: How do you know it's great for the business? I mean, certainly I would like to think so. And, and we, from where we sit, think so. But, um, you know, what's the, the business case that you, you know, put in front of these companies to say, hey, this is worth investing in?
0: Yeah. So retention, improvement in productivity and lack of absenteeism.
2: Okay. And I mean, that, that makes a lot of intuitive Mm -hmm. sense. And I think Sandy, we would probably generally agree with that from sort of the evidence base too. Um, are there any other sorts of success stories that, you know, if I, if an employer, you know, someone who who Mm -hmm. manages a whole bunch of people or runs a business is listening to our show, what they might be able to learn from, from other companies doing good work in this area?
0: Yeah. So we see um, the two things, based on the research that we've done, um, often come back to flexibility and respect. Um, so we we see often a company will promote and advertise a great flexible work schedule. Um, but really, underpinning the success is having a manager that respects and supports mm-hmm. those decisions. Um, So I guess if there was one piece of advice, it's, it's respecting uh, the choices that, that one makes um, professionally, personally. um, And I think you will, you will have a really loyal employee if you do that.
1: I certainly tend to agree. And I think, you know, it's, yeah, respectful, you know, if from the, from the mom, you know, perspective here, if you're a mom carrying your own pregnancy, it's, you know, from the day that's visible, shared, you know that you are still asked to be doing the work you're doing, and and challenged if you are, you know, physically able to do so. That you're you're not sort of sidelined. A respectful mm-hmm. return from maternity leave, where you know work and opportunities are given back to you fully and respectfully. Those things go a really mm-hmm. long way. They're tricky to measure, um, but I think it's an important takeaway for everyone to you know, to hear. And and it is kind of counter. I can imagine a lot of situations where folks go, you know, so-and-so is very pregnant or so-and-so is just back from maternity leave. Let's take it, you know, take it easy on them. But to hear mm-hmm. that it's really not, you know, it's not about lightening the workload. It's about respect, having a respectful conversation. If someone says, what's really going to make me feel better about coming back to work is coming back full throttle and being, you know, back mm-hmm. into the work I love, that's mm-hmm. respect, you know, giving them what they need in that regard. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So if a company wants to, you know, take action on this for our listeners who are in management at their, you know, companies or or have a team, can they can they learn more from you? Is there, you know, a way that they can, even if they're not the decision maker to, you know, be a corporate partner of the Mon Project, is there a way that they can capture these best practices and start to put them to work today?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're publishing a lot of insights around these topics, whether they be childcare or just what are the most important considerations for women and moms in the workplace. Um, So you can find those on our site at momproject.com. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I think so much power comes from just people who are passionate about this and being that, that change. Um, So, And let us know if we can be helpful. We're building out our resources um, every day. So reach out to us if we can be helpful in in your initiative.
2: That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've been speaking with Allison Robinson, CEO of The Mom Project. Thanks so much for joining us, Allison.
0: Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
2: You bet. So, Sandy, that was... You know, again, it's sort of near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, you are a parent. I am a prospective parent. And I can tell you, um, you know, we both, I think, and I'll, I won't speak for both of us, but I think we both uh, appreciate some flexibility in our work schedule oh, that yes. we're able to take on, you know, family emergencies Absolutely. or whatever that might be. Game changer. And I, you know, I'm in the process of researching daycares and, and all of that. And, you know, I just know to her, to, to I think Allison's point that we are, able to focus on our jobs a little more when we're not stressed about, oh, "Oh my God, if if an emergency comes up, what are we going to do? I mean, because that will be stressful in and of itself. But then on top of it, like, how do I tell my boss? How do I manage this? Mm -hmm. Like, my productivity certainly will go up.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, we were having a conversation with a, a thought leader in the space about Elder care. I remember this mm-hmm. a few months ago, and he was saying they they're seeing, and I don't know if this was research or, or anecdotal, you know, that folks when they're distracted with this heavy emotional stress, they don't show up at work as fully. They may come, but they're distracted. They've got, you know, they're they're trying to tackle ten different things, and I feel like it's you know the same way with care If you are not Comfortable with the child care. I mean, that is a very difficult decision for a parent to have to make. And comfortable is not a an on off situation. It's a spectrum of he seemed really fussy today. She was really clingy. And I, you know, I saw that the helper wasn't in there today. And I saw that kid had, was that pink eye? I mean, like, there's <laughs> all of this that you really want to have faith in, in strong, considerable child care. And also structurally, I mean, jobs in this country and this economy are often demanding more than the hours that a traditional daycare might provide. So it comes, you know, with that sort of, do you have to stack? Do you have to find multiple, you know, situations? Do you have to leave to catch trains? I mean, it it definitely adds an element of um, complexity.
2: Well, and, you know, so I was just home in Kansas with with my mom Mm -hmm. uh, and I was, you know, and my dad. But I am struck, you know, that you know, our, my in-laws are regional. They're not here. But just sort of how maybe it's somewhat new with our generation or the generation before us that, like, we've left our like yes. communities yeah. more mm-hmm. so than you know maybe ever before, pa- ever before mm-hmm. in the way that we don't have that it takes a village you yeah. know that's in that built in support network so mm-hmm. like i can tell you know i'll tell you and our listeners right now that as i look for childcare because you know we don't know when we're going to get that call mm-hmm. that like it has to be lined up now right that um there's not a lot of other options like i think yeah. grandma and grandma will be there at our needs sure. for a while you know early days but like they're not a five minute drive down the road, right? Yep, they're three hours or a three hour plane ride. Yeah,
1: and I think a lot. I think a lot of people are facing that because you're right, and I'm sure we could have an economist to talk on about why this is happening and people, you know, moving to to be at better jobs and you know the economics of of being able to afford where your parents lived and et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, it, it really does take a village. I think that's a a very, very, very accurate statement of parenthood. And I think what we maybe are starting to see happen are some of these more flexible gig economy type situations or communities um, where the working parents are sort of assisting one another. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a very, very important topic. It's certainly near and dear to our hearts coming off the 4 for Women research, because if the if a decision has to be made that a parent... Isn't going to work to cover childcare. Economics do typically dictate that that's going to be the woman, and this does perpetuate a lot of these gaps. And again, to each their own. You want to stay home, rock on. I mean, I love I love the Leslie Nope quote, you know, if you want to stay home, stay home. If you want to big pies, big pies. If you want to work, work. Do all. Do none. Just be a good human. That's my philosophy. But the the real challenges here for women who want to, for parents who want to, and the you know the systems in place just don't support it,
2: right? And and you know I was I, I, when I was home, I was talking to a couple of friends when when we were playing with their children. It was so much fun. But thinking about the the trade off, I mean, I'm, I'm look I'm looking at the chart that we got from the Mom Project, where um, there is a significant desire to be at home or FOMO, fear of missing out mm-hmm. of children or you know on children's experiences while they're at work. And so we're not talking about like oh like any judgment there it's just like yeah, right, right. I, I don't want to miss my children's milestones but yeah. if i have an economic decision to make yep. you know am i you know will child care add up more than what i might be making
1: yeah and turnover is so expensive for companies that this this should be a pressing question for that business case um, i'm reminded of the shoe production company in texas we talked to who uh, it's a factory they could make shoes really whatever hours, hours of the day they wanted to it's not a storefront and they their factories open from seven to three, and they have a very you know heavy uh you know workforce that's female heavy for especially for ma- the manufacturing industry and a lot of the reason is that is a great schedule for a working parent, and they're like, why would why does it matter to us if we're nine to five right you know, and so businesses can look for ways to be flexible that don't cost them anything and may earn them tremendous employee loyalty. I know the days I have to say. Cheryl, you know, I, I'm going to be in an hour late. I've got, you know, an appointment or whatever. She's getting that hour back plus in loyalty and hustle oh, and, yeah. you know, just gratitude for that. But I recognize what a luxury position that is that we have laptops to work on and that our our sort of jobs right. and our culture allow really, that.
2: We're really fortunate in yeah. that regard. Well, uh, thank you all so much for joining us. If you have a question about something you heard on today's show, email us, businessradio at SiriusXM.com, and be sure to follow our show on Twitter, at BizRadio132 and at Wharton Social, or at Nashburn. That's my hit Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Once again, special thank you to Matt Onick, President and CEO of Mission Investors Exchange, and Allison Robinson, CEO of The Mom Project. I'm Nick Ashburn with Sandy Hunt. This is Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on XM 132
0: guest interviews check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.